Twitter was headline news again this week, thanks to Elon Musk's proposed purchase, which became the latest proxy, I think, in the free speech wars, with some cheering his stance on free speech and others scared to death of open speech, and they decry it. You know, one of the most fascinating transitions in society is that 70 years ago, the issue of free, free speech all surrounded the political rights push for censorship and the cancel culture under Senator Joe McCarthy. It was a witch hunt that targeted and punished anyone who was deemed to not hold acceptable views, namely accused of being a communist sympathizer. You know, for decades after, though, McCarthy was vilified and free speech celebrated. Well, then a profound shift took place on the left of the political spectrum and the push for censorship gained momentum. I think it's one of the great bastardizations of the English language that these people call themselves progressives, as if censorship is a hallmark of, prog of progress. I mean, their rationale is the need to restrict misleading and false information. But you know what? What's astounding is that censorship proponents like Barack Obama, Justin Trudeau, Hillary Clinton, other members of the mainstream media and establishment don't recognize their own role in spreading misinformation show no sign of being bothered by misinformation, even outright lies, as long as it supports their point of view. Come on, is there a more blatant example than Russiagate? The biggest media and political story for two years, which was false, and based on the Clinton campaign's financed steel dossier. Or what about Twitter and Facebook, along with the New York Times, Washington Post, restricting any coverage and discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop? which mainstream outlets like the New York Times, Washington Post now acknowledge is authentic. And what about the coverage of COVID, which the same players prevented any discussion of the Wuhan lab origin theory, including from well-known medical experts. And we also saw censorship and punishment of medical experts who dared question the government's official response to COVID. I mean, the same type of vilification of scientists who question any part of the government and the climate activists' emergency climate agenda. I mean, the mainstream media couldn't get off the mark fast enough to, spend, to spread misinformation in the Jesse Smollett case and the uh, vilify Nick Sandman because he was wearing a MAGA hat. I could keep going because there are a lot of examples. But putting any discussion of putting an end to spreading false and misleading information, even outright lies, has to include politicians who are particularly adept at it. In fact, a good argument can be made that the principal characteristic of political discourse is deceit, misinformation, misleading statements. But that's never acknowledged by those pushing to censor social media. Neither is a significant role it plays in declining confidence in government and the establishment. And I'll tell you, the implications of which, while they're on full display already, are not fully appreciated by the public. I mean, gosh, just have a look at Venezuela, Argentina, Sri Lanka, Lebanon, Turkey. Look at their currencies. Look at the inflation rate. That's what happens when confidence leaves government. And look, I want you to be clear. I am not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not going to, get, uh, to go into the role that the free exchange of ideas plays in human progress and innovation. You get it or you don't. Literally everything that makes our lives better, increases our standard of living, including medical advancement, is a product of free speech, of questioning the status quo. I mean, there's much to be said, but either you believe in the free exchange of ideas or you don't. Although I will point out that most people who support some form of censorship really, I think, what it's about is 
they think they should be the judge of what's allowed to be said or not. But my point instead is to point out that the government's latest attempt to limit free speech on social media and the internet is an assault on free speech itself. The Liberals and the NDP believe that their unelected appointees should be the judge of what you can and can't say on social media or can and can't read or hear on the internet. Canada's leading expert, Michael Geist, he's the Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law, calls the government's proposal to empower a digital safety commissioner who can block websites. They call that drastic. Now, I'm not saying that misinformation is not a problem, but I'm saying, hey, there's a lot of sources for it. And I'm also saying that the cure of censorship is far worse than the disease. Come on, just look at the governments that uh, embrace it. China, North Korea, Iran. I mean, it's the essential difference between democracy and total, uh, totalitarian states is free speech, the freedom to question and oppose government policies.